councilman from Dearborn, Michigan, is outraged over a 911 call. He wants to know why no charges have been filed against a police officer who admits to confiscating marijuana from suspects and then baking it in brownies. And once he and his wife were full and high, they thought they'd overdosed and called 911. I think I'm having an overdose of so my wife. Overdose of what? Marijuana. I don't know if it had something in it. Can you please send rescue? Did you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just... I think we're dying. Oh, how much did you guys have? I, I don't know. We made brownies, and I think we're dead. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. <laughs> well, instead of being charged... Prilla. <laughs> Sorry. Instead of being charged, the police department let the officer resign. His wife was not charged either. So far, police officials have not commented on the case. <laughs> More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Cannabis Chat. On Cannabis Thursday, renegadetalk.fm. And now I'd like to introduce to you the queen of cannabis, Patty Cakes, and her co-host, the Princess of Pot, Candace. Hi, everyone out there. Welcome to RenegadeTalk.fm, and we are here to inform and entertain. Welcome to Cannabis Thursdays. Well, it'll stone you when you're trying to be so good. They'll stone you just like they said they would. They'll stone you when you're trying to go. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this is Patty Cakes here, and uh, Candace and I, my great friend from Normal, Normal Candace, who is our definitely our little princess. And last week we had a great show. James was with us. He was a former LA uh, police officer. Actually, he was a, he wasn't a police officer. That was Dane oh. Herrick before. Last week oh. we had um, James Stacy. He was a medical cannabis director member who I thought was, he was the cop. No, or am I? Okay, smoking a little bit too much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, we, those were both really good guests, and that's probably why you, they recommend. Rec, you know, you you know, got them too confused. But yeah, James Stacy was awesome, and his situation was dealing with cops. Though, remember, he was the collective that was only open for ten weeks when he was investigated and shut down and charged by the DEA. Was you know our quite fa- ridiculous. Our favorite favorite people. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Are they still on the rampage? Um, this last week they're taking a little break. Uh, maybe they're getting ready to you know celebrate 420 with us. Who knows? You know, sometimes they like to make a strike on that day. You know, it's okay. Like, Tell everyone what 420 is because I know people out there are wondering what is it. Uh, well, 420 is kind of like the cannabis smokers, like holiday, like the day we celebrate. Oh, it's like we Christmas get together or Easter. And, yeah, sort okay. of. I mean, people congregate and we, we smoke, um, you know, we celebrate cannabis and, you know, how it helps our bodies and our minds and, you know, our souls and stuff. And it's actually this year 
Americans for Safe Access is going to hold a protest at the Obama headquarters in San Francisco on 420. It's funny that he picks that day to start to kick off his new re-election campaign. And Do you think this so, was a planned political? No, I don't think so, but it just happened to be on our day. Because if it was planned, he probably would have been more supportive of us. That's not like marijuana is his favorite thing. You know, he didn't pick that day because he likes marijuana. So this, this could be really fun. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes on. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to be going on in 420. Um, I'm myself i'm going to be going down to colorado on 420 they have two huge gatherings of people celebrating cannabis there's one in denver you get like fifty thousand people there isn't i was reading about that and willie nelson's going to be there yeah yeah and um following that is going to be the national normal conference oh that's what i'm thinking of yeah and ziggy marley montel williams jared paulus who's a colorado representative who's working in the federal government to reschedule cannabis what about cheech and chong um, I don't know. Chong has been there in the past. Uh, uh, normal conferences in the past. He's been the keynote speaker during luncheons and it, stuff. So I've seen him. Is there he before. on the board or? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have a celebrity advisory panel and, and him who, and like Bill Maher. Um, I love so, Bill Maher. Um, Can we get him? There's, there's Woody Harrelson, I think, is on our celebrity yes. panel. Maybe Montel Williams now. I think it so. seems like he's working with normal. Um, it changes, you know, they only serve a couple years, um, but there's, you can always go onto the national normal website and find out about that stuff. It's kind of interesting and it's kind of neat. You know, I remember the first normal conference I ever went to, what was, what made me want to get involved was how cool it was and how I saw all those important people that believe the same thing as me. And our keynote speaker was Woody Harrelson. So, you know, I, my first normal conference That was your ever, first conference. I went there all by myself. I didn't know anybody or anything and never done anything in the marijuana movement. And I went to this conference and Woody Harrelson was there during our lunch talking was about hemp and stuff and it was so amazing how exciting it's awesome you know how exciting yeah listen there are people out there that hopefully listened to us last week talk about legal problems and candace what do people do if you're having a problem or, or if you need any information because most of the people in this industry have been through what you're going through or some version of it. Yeah, it kind of depends on the severity of the problem. I mean, if it's something like you were given an unjust ticket for cannabis, you know, it's something that maybe normal chapters or ASA can help you with. All right, tell them where to go. Okay, um, you can um, go to the Orange County Normal, N-O-R-M-L dot org website. Um, You can call 1-877-OC-NORMAL and leave a message. Or you can email me at Candice, K-A-N-D-I-C-E, O-C-N-O-R-M-L at AOL.com and I can help you out. Um, but you probably, if you're dealing with something where you could go to jail, you probably want to have an attorney or talk to one because uh, you're dealing with more precious thing there. That's your time and your freedom. But you know what? I talked to a person the other day who had no money to pay a lawyer. And when he told me his story, my the hair on my uh, arms stood on ends. I mean, it was very weird. He has no money. They took everything. Yeah. And uh, I know a couple people had spoken with him, but he had never gotten back to them. And uh, But there is help out there. Even if you have a question, you know, somebody out there, I mean, we're all here to help you. Yeah. And I mean, if you come to a normal meeting, you can talk with people that have probably dealt with the same thing and they can give you a little advice, a little support. You know, a lot of the times the justice system is about fear you know you're you're got to be exactly scared of what's going to happen and stuff and you have this fear of the unknown so if you can talk to someone that's gone through the same thing and beat it gotten you know explain that you weren't breaking the law and weren't doing anything wrong you know then it makes you feel a little bit better and you have a little bit of support you know to, but to fight you know your, your charge a lot of these people hear the horror stories so i think a lot of people go through this and they're scared <clears throat> pardon me and they still have that fear they fear that 
you know, who, who turned me in or who's watching me? Because I think you become very paranoid. Yeah. And I find that a lot of people that would not even ever be on any kind of radar are the ones that are the most afraid. Sometimes the ones that are the most out there, the most let are the most, you know, they don't care. The mo- they don't care as much about, you know, being watched and stuff like that. They're kind of careless, you know? So, I mean, I don't think people have as much to worry about as they have to. I know people that like own a house but smoke in their bathroom and stuff you know and it's like right. what are you really scared of you know we shouldn't feel scared we shouldn't feel like criminals for doing something that doesn't hurt anybody else you know right exactly well we're all on the same uh, page with that yeah but we do have good news Candace. the senate judiciary committee approved sb uh, 129 with a three to two vote. Now, Candace, explain to me in lay terms exactly what that means. Um, well, just that this bill is moving its way through the house. A similar, this is the bill that would protect medical marijuana patients at work. Not that you could use at work, but that you could have it in your system if you're a medical marijuana patient. And use right, it like you use safely it safely at night nighttime or after work on the weekends if you have a long break, whatever you know. Um, helping people be less paranoid because there's a lot of people paranoid about losing their jobs. You know, so this will take some of that worry out of the patient's mind. People that are even doing it right have to be paranoid about this. So, I mean, it's going to help you if you don't have to worry about losing your job or being able to get a new job, especially in this economy that's so bad. So this bill, SB 129, will protect you in your workplace so you don't lose your job. Um, it's passed the first, you know, process of, you know, getting How many to the more governor's processes? Um, it usually goes through, like, the committees and then the House of Representatives and then the Senate, and then it goes to the governor's desk. So that means 10 years. No, it'll probably happen this year. Last, this bill was passed, I think, or tried to pass two years ago when Schwarzenegger was in House, and it made it all the way through, through committees, through House, through Senate. First year, got to Governor Schwarzenegger's desk, and he vetoed it. He said no. Because wait a minute, didn't... wait a minute, wait a minute. But didn't he do something else regarding cannabis before he left? Um, yeah, he made cannabis possession an infraction instead so, of a misdemeanor. Isn't that kind of weird? It is, but the, actually the reason that he didn't sign this employment bill was that was during the budget crisis of California, okay. and he was angry at the Senate for not passing a budget, so he was vetoing all the bills that came in front of him, which is like dirty. Um, but he did actually say he had some other reasons for not passing it, that if we intended it to be that way, we would have voted, you know, the voters would have, you know, included that in the bill. If that's something that we would have wanted. Political rhetoric. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. And it was, it's ridiculous. So I'm glad that it's coming again before a new governor, Jerry Brown, who will hopefully sign it because he has to see the kind of state that our economy is in and we need to do anything to help people get jobs. So hopefully uh, within the year. Yeah, hopefully by the end of the legislative session. And is there anything that uh, our listeners out there can do to push it? I think normal, I'm sure, and Americans for Safe Access probably have pre-written letters already on their websites. They have all sorts of letters always, no matter what. If you ever have any time, if you want to say, oh, I want to contact my representatives, you put in your address, they find who your representatives are, you pick what you want, like what kind of subject you want, and they have the pre-written letters. They'll put their information on there. They'll put your information on there. You can either print it out and send it in, which makes a little bit more impact like any kind of yes. physical letter means that there's probably I write to everybody you know, 100 people that yes. feel that way whereas an email there's probably 10 other people that feel that way they have like a formula for right. how many letters how many emails how many calls like that represents a certain amount of people because it takes more effort to do that so, so get off your butts yeah 
but you can also voice your opinion. You can also and do an email where you just like there's power in numbers, it, guys. Email it goes to them, and you don't have to mail anything. And but um, that's what they could do to support this bill to let their representatives know that this is important to them. So if they want to help protect people at the workplace, they need to go and write pre-written letters. Um, and just you know, or for any camp- any other cannabis issues. Yeah, you know, if there's anything else, I mean, write to your uh, state representatives, write to your congressman. I I've, I write to them all the time. They probably hate my guts. Go see them too. Oh right, right. Hey, this is Patty Cakes and Candace, my normal friend. We'll be back in a few and uh, have a good time. Nonstop Shock Radio, the station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back to RenegadeTalk.fm, where we were called CD. Can you believe that they called us CD here? I can't have his chat. Hey, we, you know, they I take tell it to, like it is. I take offense tell to that. it like it is. I take offense to that. You must bow down and praise me. <laughs> anyway, welcome to uh, Cannabis Chat, Cannabis Thursday. I'm just the announcer now. We love you. And the girls just got back from the ladies' room? Were yes, you fix, we did. Were you fixing your uh, crotches? No. Well, oh, okay. Adjusting levels. Okay. Which, oh, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what level are you we on now? We have a tester here now. Okay, we have a tester. Yeah, where's the tester at? Testing. All right. You wait, were wait. in the wrong room. Okay, a little bit of Metallica and her salmon. This goes out to the Princes of Pot and all our normal friends all over Orange County. And thank you for listening to the show, and I will, I will behave myself. All over the world. All over the world. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, I'm going to go. I have to go to the bathroom. Welcome back. You're with uh, Patty Cakes and Candace, and we are here to give you some uh, more information. Information part two. Information part two. <laughs> and it, you know what's? What are you? Okay, he's out. The seediness is. The seediness has appeared, and seedy <laughs> is getting planted. <laughs> Boy, what a good time! We want to do a, a state wrap up. <laughs> But no, you know what I want to talk about right now is the what happened on uh, Tuesday in San Diego. Oh yeah, what was the big those San Diego people are crazy, man. They are on fire, and they're not going to let their their local government ban and close all the dispensaries. Okay, what's um, the as, bottom line? What what are they fighting for in well, simple terms? The San Diego City Council is passing a ban that is a uh, or a new an ordinance guideline set or a de facto ban. They're going to um, okay. It's wait, gonna, wait, what's de facto? It's I mean it's pretty much a ban. You know, it's it's in another way a ban. You How know? could something? It's either one thing so, or another. So no, but what it is is it makes them all close down, so they all have to shut down, and they have to go through a permitting process that is so rigorous and strict and tight that probably no one will be able to, to and actually how much are they get a license. Them? You know, I'm not that. You know, I'm not. I don't know that information. I'll try to get it for the next show. Okay. Um, maybe someone could call in and let us know. Yes. But um, I, I it's probably close to what other uh, cities have paid, probably in the tens of thousands of dollars. Um, I'm not sure, but actually this last Tuesday, so previously ha- they had had a march that I went to and there was about 600 people when there. When was this, Candace? Uh, that was probably like two weeks, mon- two Mondays ago. And where? It was in San Diego. We marched from the federal building um, all the way to the city council and we protested and then they had five hours of, of comment. And how many citizens. people attended this? There was 600 people that attended okay, this. Okay, that had- was great, but we need more bodies. We need more voices. Well, you know what? Even though there was that many people that 
showed up the city council just decided still to pass these new ordinances the de facto ban and that's why this tuesday when it was the final hearing and the final step of actually implementing this ban this new guideline um you know, the activists weren't going to take it. They weren't going to let the city council just do this. And they were going to try something different that they, and no one what in this was area that? had Did they done. chain each other? They decided they to, to do an act of civil disobedience. So, you know, what I'm not exactly mean? sure. To civil disobedience is where you, in a group of people, like Yell break and a scream. law, break a law to like, you know, make a, to show um, that, uh, support for something, to show like that you don't support something. You're kind of doing an act Like they used the to law, do in the but, 60s. But, they did sit-ins. Yeah. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so that's pretty much what they did. When the city council was going to vote on this ban, I guess they, they put themselves on the floor of the city council and they... Um, prevented them from banning uh, from passing this vote from passing this ban because they had to deal with them and arrest them so um, I hope that maybe next week we can have someone who is actually there follow up on this because I wasn't unfortunately able to hey, make it hey we have a guest David David the doctor hey Dave how are you okay how you doing good 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 uh, go go and Candace. um I don't understand. Uh, I mean, do you think what they did was right? And how is that going to impact future business with uh, the the San Diego City Council or whoever? Well, you know, it may not be the most productive thing. But you know what? Sometimes when you get fed up with the way that your right. government is acting, right. there's nothing that you can do but do something like a filibuster. Like right. when someone in the government will hold the House floor because they are disapproving of what's going on. You know, there's things like that. And acts of civil disobedience of like us protesting what they're doing because they're doing things without considering the people that they're representing. They're doing things out of their own will, their own, you know, moral basis. They're not considering what's right for the people. They're just, you know, so sometimes you have to do stuff like that yes, to get attention. I, I totally you know? agree. I mean, I grew up in that generation. And we it's pr- not like we're right. hurting people. If they were hurting people, that would be different. We don't support things if like that. If everyone sits back and talks about it, nothing's going to get done. Yeah. So you have to you have to show your voice. You have to vote. You have to write your Congress people. You have to write Obama. Yeah. Contact normal. I mean, you have to do Come something. Come out to a rally during the summer, you know, and spread some knowledge and put your body there, you know, and your support. Okay, so what's going to happen to those uh, people who were arrested? Oh, they were probably just charged and released. No big deal. You know, it's not a big deal. I know Do that they have to pay money? One of my, probably small fee. It's not a big deal, I'm sure. Um, one of my friends, Will, I was going to the city council meeting that I saw you at where they had a study session, and we'll talk about that later because that was really interesting. Right. But I got a call, whispers, hi, this is Will. We're going to do an act of civil disobedience and I'm going to get arrested. I have phone numbers written all over my arms. So they had planned this, Patty, um, at the study set or at this um, organization meeting they had before. And they were, you know, planning on doing this. So they were prepared. You know, they who, had. When you say they, who's they? The activists that did this. Five activists were arrested. Who, who were they? I'm not sure exactly who it was because they didn't release it. In I the news know. Reports, but I'll find okay. out. I will find out. I'm dying to know. Um, yeah. They, you know, and if they were mistreated in any way, because we have, there's so many stories out there that you know things have happened to people who yeah ace actually did something similar to this probably like five years ago they picked activists from all over the country and they flew them to washington dc and the activists stood in front of the health and human services building in the federal government and they blocked the doorway with a big banner that was signed by hundreds of doctors across the country um, supporting rescheduling medical marijuana and they blocked the door so that no one could go to work in the morning and, and so the cops came and arrested all the activists and brought them to jail they bailed out I think it was like a hundred dollars and they were released and then they all just flew home 
I think you, you, you hit the nail right on the head when you said that because nothing else is going to happen or be done until they reclassify the reschedule. Yeah, reschedule and it can't just be a schedule, you know, wait, it's two or three. It needs to wait, actually come exactly. off the schedule because off the scheduling chart because it's it's not a drug. It's not dangerous. And schedule two cocaine. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, Schedule 2 also has other implications. It has to be controlled by the FDA. Heroin's a Schedule 2. And cannabis is a Schedule 1. Yeah. Now, uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. There's nothing about it that makes sense. No. But, and their response is it is because it is. That's why things are the way that they are. It is because it is. But you know what? It's up to us, all of us out there, to show support to these organizations and it's going to be coming to your state there's what 15 states plus the, uh, the District of Columbia that have now legalized cannabis yeah and there's Medical 12 marijuana. other ones 12 other ones that Pending. are working on that so imagine and, when we have 27 that's more than half of the state I've had the country right so we'll things are going to change laws are going to change and we can only make it better by, you know, being active. And there's so many baby boomers out there that are still in the cannabis closet. You got to get out, guys, because all the people that I know that are using cannabis edibles are for, they're all baby boomers. They all have aches and pains. They don't want to take Vicodin anymore. And that's the bottom line. That's who it is. Yeah, and Obama yesterday or this week, because I'm watching on a DVR, so it might have been another day, had a press release on TV during the day talking about our deficit and how we weren't going to be able to take care of the health costs of all these baby boomers that are going to be aging into seniority. I read that article. Yeah. And so we need to do something about the health care costs of seniors. And so, I mean, we'll talk about that in the third segment. We'll talk about some of the things that we're doing with seniors. Exactly. And, and your program is so fabulous. And I think that, you know, it needs to be out there more because that's the audience. The now. golden tour, the golden the, marijuana tour for seniors. Yeah, I mean, we know we're all having fun out there because we're all baby boomers and uh, most of us. And uh, we're going to take a little break. Levels again. We're going to get level, even, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. All our friends are here and we'll be back. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Okay, welcome back to RenegadeTalk.fm. Going back to 1972, driving my duster. Yeah. Smoking a little doobie with my eight-track eight tape machine, man. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. And Jethro, Jethro was on my radio, man, and my CD. No, my And my who tape. was by your side? Yeah. There's no CD, then. The, yeah, the CDs came later. <laughs> anyway, cannabis, uh, cannabis chat. I'm so... Uh, You're way yeah, ahead of your time. I know, you got me all messed up, man. <laughs> anyway, a little bit of Jethro Tall. We got the uh, queen of cannabis here, the princess of pot, and Dr. Cannabis just arrived. Yes, we are. On the scene right here at Renegade. Going to give you uh, cannabis people a lot of information. And we got a doctor in the house. Uh, 
Bowie in the past and Bungo in the Jungle, my two favorite tunes from Jethro. Yes. Yes, what? I'm back in the 70s, man, with my duster. I know. Let's get out of the CDs. And my CDs. Yeah, my CDs. <laughs> it, it was good times, though. That was good times. More, Just, it was more peaceful. Yeah. yeah. Nobody was. cared if you smoked pot. I lived in my duster. Oh, they cared. They cared. I was minus nine. Well, sure. Oh, you, oh, you went around when Jethro came out. Rich, we're dating ourselves. Yeah, you you were made by Jethro made you. Jethro, was Rich, right. I Your are parents were banging. Oh, okay, it's a CD program. I'm we're sorry. very well seasoned. Yes, yeah, CD seasoned. Yes, seasoned. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of Jethro. Hey, welcome back. Enough fooling around. Let's get serious for a moment. We had something happened this week that I thought was fabulous and informative and I don't know if it was sponsored by Normal but it was uh, the Medical Cannabis Management Presentation uh, Management Corporation yeah. made a presentation to Costa Mesa California City Council. Yeah, it it was, was M-M-M-M-M, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't sponsored or organized by Normal. It was actually the Orange, the Costa Mesa Directors Alliance. It's a group that they put together of uh, collective directors in Costa Mesa that were fighting back against the ban um, because they were going to operate one way or another in Costa Mesa because there's a need from the patients. Um, originally, there was more collectives involved and they all decided to do different things, but luckily six of them st- stuck together and have been putting money in a fund every month to hire someone to make a professional presentation like this to the uh, city council. So that's hoping what, who to get Max them. was. Yeah, he was, Max, he was a hired lobbyist. He is a paid lobbyist. Yeah. A hired gun. Yeah, so hired. these six collectives started I love it. Fund. He's our hired gun. That's yeah, right. he did a great job. Um, I love. He's him. everything a, a lobbyist should be. He handsome, was shiny, and handsome, spoken, and like his his tone handsome. of voice. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> he was okay. Uh, very articulate. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know what? He's he's. He's done these all over the state, I've heard. So, you know, he's been well-practiced, too. But he's actually been successful in passing, you know, some guidelines, like in Sacramento that he talked about. So it was pretty neat. And I was glad to get the, the information handout. That was really neat that they gave everybody. So we have all that kind and of information so we could try to do it in other cities. You how don't need to pay they, him okay. anymore. How, how, how do you do that? Say I live in uh, Vermont and they're whatever whatever state is getting ready to pass and I want to know about this and I want to educate my community and I want to do it legally in my uh, state being that the law making medical marijuana legal is passed there. What so do like I do? The, the first step? What is the first step? Well, probably like organizing with a group of people that are going to help you. Um, if you're going to be doing an initiative drive, you probably need to be some kind of political action group. So you need to probably file paperwork to the state so you can be an official group, you know, and submit so that So is that being stuff. starting, uh, you know, I'm going to start a nonprofit? Like a 501c4 nonprofit, yeah. Okay. Uh, a nonprofit whose donations are not tax deductible and its primary um, goal and purpose, you know, is to affect political um, outcomes and stuff, um, political campaigns. Um, and then, you know, you need to start fundraising, you need to draft your initiative, you need to gather enough signatures, you know, to get it passed, depending on what kind of level you want. You know, if you want it in the state, if you want it in your local community, like your county, okay, so or if ob- you want it in your city. Obviously, you know, there were, I, I felt that the attendance was very well. Yeah. I mean, it was a big attendance. Yeah. It was. And everyone spoke fabulous. How, how long, I mean, who approached the city and said, 
you know, let's, how, what can we do to convince them that we're here for the right reason? It seems like the group was led by Robert Martinez, who is the director of Costa Mesa's Patients Association. And what is or that? Or Newport Mesa Coast, Newport Mesa Patients Group, I think it is. We're sorry it's, it's if we get it wrong. It's also know, bullseye. It's, all of their names are so the same words, just yes. mixed around anyways. I'm sorry, Robert, but he actually has a fabulous collective. Um, and he kind of has led this. Um, and I'm glad that they actually did that. This is the first time that I've seen in our local areas where a group has actually approached the city instead of, you know, um, just addressing it at city council meetings. They asked for a presentation, which we have the right to do, but that they have to accept. You know, but I thought that was really neat that they did that. And we just have to make sure if we ask for something like that, that we're as prepared. But I thought they them. went before council previously. A year or so ago? Well, yeah, because the council revised their guidelines because they had weird wording in there about because the morals of the city of Costa Mesa were banning the dispensary. Uh, so uh, that was offensive to people. So they removed that, and then they also changed it. They defined a collective because a collective wasn't defined in their ban. And who defined it? The city council defined it as a, three or more people. So if you are a patient and you Based help on out, what knowledge do they define it? Um, probably if you with, get caught, with, you know, and you admit or they catch you, you know, with three patients or, you know, you know, if you have an establishment that you're providing and they can tell to more than three people, then you're considered a collective, you know, that could also mean, you know, a person living at their house, helping four of her neighbors, you know, that kind of activity is banned technically, but look at, there's still 30, even though it's banned. So what good does a ban do? That's why they need guidelines. Cause at least they have control for the ban. They have no control. Okay. It's so wait wild, a minute. Wild West, Candace, you know? I, I live in a city that I want to go in front of the city council. Do I call Max? What do I do? Uh, you probably need to s- start. Do I go through group- normal first? I mean, what do I do? I really think this is great for my community, and I want to make a presentation because I was there, I stayed, I listened, I learned. Everyone spoke eloquently. I love Dr. Breen. He is fabulous. Yeah. He, he was very knowledgeable. He was very compassionate. It, it was so well put together. He's a good bedside manner, you might say. Yeah. And, and mean, he's it, cute. it helped that he was a veteran, right? And he was cute. Yeah, he seemed very professional, very open, you know. He seemed probably unlike what they expected a medical marijuana doctor to be he like, right? He looked like a Marine. I was kind of surprised him putting his name out there on the line like that, you know. But his name's yeah. been out there. I know, and, I know. He's, and he's, he's a, a good, been an advocate, obviously. Yeah, he's a good doctor because he wants to get involved with the community and stuff like that. There's a lot of doctors who don't. They just want to write their stuff, go home. They don't want to go to court. They don't want to go to meetings. They just want to write their stuff and go home. I've seen doctor's offices where the staff does everything and the doctor just signs paperwork and they don't expect him to do anything else that's not part of his job to do anything else yeah, I worked and the, that's wrong I've been in the medical field most of my life and being the doctor that I am and, and I understand uh, the need for that doctor to be a very conservative type of person you know yeah I mean it's just we need a lot of reform in that area well there's the medical field is a very interesting field it's got a lot of different um Ups and downs, that you might say. I mean, okay. it's, uh, everybody's different. Everybody has their own feelings about uh, what the medical field should be like, and it's you know, it's it's a it's a total different uh, beast than, than other things. It's not written in stone like other people think. Yeah, but what did you think of the presentation? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was very very articulate. And, yeah, and, uh, it was interesting. I was glad and, uh, they put it together quite well. Yeah, and it was even you know interesting to see how it went together. I th- okay. Come off. Come on. I'm so sorry about that. Our guest, uh, Joe Grumbine, was coming to the studio, and we all love Joe. 
And uh, there was a very, very bad accident on the 91. What a surprise. Uh, yeah. yeah they I, helicopters. And, and <laughs> no, he said it was really bad. Like somebody, a big semi or yeah. tra- jackknifed. And there could be like six accidents in separate places in the 91 at one day. I news swear. At, news at six. So it's, you know, it stopped everything. So, you know, uh, he sends his apologies and he'll be with us another day, maybe next Thursday. And uh, uh, I want to continue talking about um, medical cannabis management. What do you know about that? Um, like I said, I just have heard that, 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 that Max has brought his presentation to other cities. I guess that's the title of his um, presentation, which is pretty, you know, pretty clear, pretty smart, pretty But it's a company. It's a company. I guess that's his company that those okay. collectives hired then. You know, I didn't know that much about it. I wasn't like inside in the inside track, even though I know Robert pretty good, you know, so it's something that well, they were working on. It's see, I did my research. I looked into it and uh, I think it's a great idea, but it was like big business to me. Well, that's, you and, know. and when I asked him, you know, when he, when he made his presentation, he said, uh, cities, uh, will uh, have a fee of $35,000 to get a city permit. Like that's going to work. And I said, I beg your pardon. I said, you know what? I'm sure there's uh, uh, collectives that can't afford that. But, you know, the mom and pops that are just starting out and some really fabulous people, I know they don't have that because some yeah. of them are still going through the legal system and they don't have any money at all. So I do understand that, that sometimes it closes out those the small guys who are sometimes more compassionate, give more time and just allowing the big, bigger, more corporate ones to survive, you know, and that's mm-hmm. not, that's not the way it should be. You know, they should allow smaller ones in Colorado. They have like a fee schedule. If you have less than a thousand patients, you pay so much. If you have between one and 2000, you pay more, you know, and it goes up incrementally. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. So that the fee schedule depends on the size of your collective, which is interesting. But I mean, it's still kind of outrageous, the amounts of money. I mean, and sometimes these, to apply for these um, city permits or whatever, they pay these big fees, like $35,000. You may not even get approved and you may lose that whole fee too. It's not refundable if you don't get approved. You don't get it back. No, in Long Beach, like 16 collectives lost $15,000 each. In LA, 100 have paid their their money, I think like $15,000 and only, I don't know how many actually as of now are gonna be able to stay. But see, that's where people get confused. What do I do? Do do I go by their rules? Are their rules right? Or am I gonna get fucked? I mean, it's pretty much the bottom line and I know a lot of people Good people that had a really great collective have been closed or have they have legal problems. And these are the good people. Yeah, they There's don't a, pick the bad ones out. No. They pick sometimes the good ones. So what it's do you think fair. that is? Is that a little bit about the corruption that we see That's in our industry? Going on there. It's just bad luck. You know, you getting on the radar of them, someone saying something, them seeing something, you being in some report, some kid mm-hmm. says something. That's how you get, you know, right. sucked in and investigated, even if you're not a bad guy. Also, your neighbors next to you could your report you. Your neighbors could report you. Bad luck being around. in the wrong place, you know? That's, that's the that's bad right. building that's going to just harass you the whole time, And then they you know? go back to Costa Mesa. They were having a problem because of more I mean, it was a moral situation. Yeah, Come that on. was. I was there when they <laughs> what first. What planet are they on? You know. Yeah, and well, that was a Monsoor thing. Alan Monsoor, the, the mayor who is at he that now? Time. He was the mayor at that time. Now he's an assemblyman for that district, unfortunately. Oh, he's moved up. That's even better. Yeah. Oh no, that's uh, worse for us. He's a retired Orange <laughs> County sheriff, so you can you know you could tell the, what his feelings Just, are about this. Does I, he have a buzz cut? 
No, he has a, a politician good. haircut for sure. What's but we organized, <laughs> me and Marla James from Americans for Safe Access organized a meeting with Alan Monsor to do sort of a similar thing, but just with each council member. The same, because we had to call in and get a time to meet with them. The same time we were meeting with Mayor Alan Monsor, they were raiding the dispensary closest to the city council building. Okay, let me ask you this. Who are our friends? Who are our friends politically or um, police-like or whatever? Do we I have mean, any friends well, out there? I mean, in this local area, we have Judge James Gray, who's a retired Orange County judge. He like, has... when he's So they have to retire listen. first because they can't be fighting... Too conservative. No, no, when he was still a presiding judge, he was still uh, very outspoken about legalization of all drugs, actually. He doesn't... He's sick of seeing people go to jail for drugs, you know, and that's his stance. It always has been. He ran for Senate when he was still a practice... Uh, uh, presiding judge in Orange County, and that was one of his stances of his campaign. So is he, is he considered a lobbyist also? No, no. He's uh, an, an a retired judge and an he's activist. He's an activist. And he's, he's a motivational speaker. And Hey, you know what's happening in England? Did you read that article? That cannabis plants are being grown at a secret facility in, in the hope of producing a new treatment for ep- epilepsy. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Canada, or uh, England's more advanced More than we progressive. Yeah. And it, I mean, this came out like a day ago. Yeah. And I thought it was fabulous. It's done by the University of Reading. Their scientists have discovered evidence of a beneficial relationship between can- cannabis and epilepsy patient so more on that at another time we we gotta wrap it up and we have so much more to say come back next Thursday listen to Cannabis Thursday on renegadetalk.fm and Candace join normal and celebrate 420 orangecountynormal.org and help legalize in 2012 smoke pot